Beth and I'm a psychological wellbeing practitioner from Newcastle. I just wanted to say the biggest thank you to the contributors of the Clinical Psychologist Collective book. I've enjoyed reading this so much and loved having an insight into the range of backgrounds and experiences people have prior to applying for the doctorate and it's been really interesting seeing the potential barriers to the application as well and how I can try and work around this. I really started to doubt myself and whether I was good enough to apply for the clinical psychology doctorate but this has really given me the confidence boost that I needed to give it a shot so the biggest thank you ever. If you're looking to become a psychologist Then let this be your guide With this podcast at your side You'll be on your way to being qualified It's the Aspiring Psychologist Podcast With Dr. Marianne Trent Hi, welcome along to the Aspiring Psychologist podcast. If you are listening on the day of release, which is Monday the 29th of August 2022, and you're in the UK, then today is a bank holiday, so enjoy. Does that mean that you get to stay in bed for a bit longer? Does that mean that you get to go and do something fun? Probably not in the sun. (laughs) It is, it has been very sunny lately, um, but today it has started pouring with rain, so there may not be sun around on that day but what does it mean for you when you get an extra bank holiday I remember when I was growing up and I used to really like shopping um, my friend and I were like what is the point in bank holidays because the shops at that time were not open we were like we don't get it so boring can't wait for the bank holiday to be over and then once you start working you're like oh Okay, I get the point of the bank holidays now. I'm really sorry to all the bank holiday gods. I didn't get the point of you before because now it's about a bit of rest and recharge. You know, I think for me, they really came into their own before I had children and when I was working full time. Certainly when it's during the school holidays, you don't really feel the benefit. Um, Certainly I don't because I would usually have a Monday or Friday off during the school holidays anyway. So it's just a day, an extra day with the kids, which I know is a really nice thing as well. Um, Okay, so if you are listening live or live-ish, then what you might well be aware of already is that we have the 1st of September on the horizon. And the 1st of September is a pretty key date um, for aspiring psychologists. And in case you don't know, I'll tell you why. So for a long time now, the 1st of September has heralded um, the opening of the application process for the clearinghouse applications for aspiring um, trainee clinical psychologists. So the rough time frame is it opens for applications in September, on the 1st of September. When I was applying, it was always open until the start of December. But I know during the pandemic, they scaled it back and sort of made it, I thought, mid 
mid-November. They've made it a bit earlier. Um, I think that was to give them more time to sort out the processes um, involved in um, interviews. So if you are applying, please do check what the deadlines are. I did just have a little look online to see if there was any insider info um, ahead of the 1st of September. And actually, the Clearinghouse Leeds website says that they're getting a brand new website um, from September and that you can't get the new website address um, until September. So my advice to you would be to give it a Google, Clearinghouse Leads, um, and I would definitely think there'll be a redirect um, of their website address on their current website. So the address is in the show notes, but just loosely speaking, it's www.leads.ac.uk forward slash um, Charlie Hotel Papa Charlie Charlie Papa. Um, and that should hopefully bring you roughly to the right area. But like I said, if you give it a Google, um, it should come up and there might well be that new website address from September onwards. So I know we do have a pretty varied audience um, for this podcast. So we do, of course, have people who are wanting to apply to the doctorate in clinical psychology this year. Um, but we also have people who don't study psychology and probably won't ever study psychology, but just enjoy learning a bit more about mental health, mental health professionals, and the nuts and bolts behind the scenes in um, creating and maintaining um, mental health services. So um, let me just go over a little bit about what the processes are and what this application is all about. So there are essential criteria for applying for the um, the doctorate schemes, which um, as a broad brush approach are largely funded courses. So you get funded by um, the local health um, education authority um, and employed by a local employing trust. That's certainly the case in England. Um, and I know that uh, Scotland also offers uh, funded places, as do Wales, but um, they aren't funded by Health Education England because they are not in England. If you're wanting to apply and you don't live in England, um, there are options um, in um, other United Kingdom countries. Um, and there are also some self-funded places available too um, for some of the courses in England. But um, the details of the amounts as of last year are in the Clinical Psychologist Collective book. Um, and it is quite expensive. Um, I think from memory, it's about 30 grand a year. Um, plus, of course, you'd need to be able to have um, some way to sustain yourself to be able to pay for your rent and your living fees um, as well. Um, food and travel and all of that. Um, so it's not... Um, it's not a small expense if you're looking to self-fund that, but some organisations do fund that for their employees as well. So it's not always um, people coming from different countries to do self-funding. Um, it is possible to be self-funded um, by a company sponsoring you to do that as well, which is worth bearing in mind. So in the, uh, in the most part, um, people will be um, will have a right to work in the UK and may well be British citizens already um, and will be applying for um, for training um, for the doctoral schemes um, to be funded by the NHS. So, so I'm going to be giving that as the main advice in this podcast. But if you've got um, circumstances outside of this, 
um, then, you know, just let me know or, um, yeah, give it a Google. <laughs> There's a lot that can be found on Google. So um, I'm aware that for the last few years, um, there has been a fee, um, an application fee for the clearing house. And um, certainly of last year, if you submit your application and pay before the 20th of October, the fee was £30. But if you submit your application between the 21st of October and the deadline, which last year was the 17th of November, then the fee was £40. Um, and they call it a processing fee. Um, and the deadline time was 1pm on the 17th last year. But please do check um, the dates for 2022 because they may well be different. Um, my advice would actually be um, consider whether your options and your experiences might be changing between the 21st of October and the 17th of November. So if you're waiting for new job offer perhaps or to start a new job and there's something where you're waiting on publication details that you might be able to add to your um, dissemination section if there's something that might change between that first deadline time and the second that it's probably going to be in your interest to wait a little bit um, until you can put that on your form because that might help you to score more points but largely speaking if you're confident that you are reflecting well, you've, um, you know, you've got enough experience that you've done a really good job on your form, or for that matter, if you're applying for a course where you just get invited to a selection test if you meet the criteria, and so you're not so focused on the quality or the content of your form, then you might well want to do it early so that it gets looked at early so that you get, you know, just, I don't think you get any special treatment. There are only so many places available for interview and you'll only get notified whether you've been invited for interview um, at the same time, you know, as everybody else, which will be springtime, um, which is a general order of events. So usually sort of February, March time, dates come out for different courses um, and they're staggered. Um, the interview dates are staggered. Usually they're around April, May, June time, but they are they're quite well organised so that there shouldn't be too much overlap for courses that are geographically close. Um, so it could well be that if you're applying for courses um, in different areas of the country that you're getting invites in the same week. Um, it's not unheard of, um, but there is usually some flexibility. Um, and I don't even know if they maybe do a little bit of collaboration to make sure they're not offering you on the same day. Um, but if you were in a position where you did get offered on the same day, I think it would be absolutely reasonable that they that they accommodate that change especially if it um if it is an in-person interview so yeah should you wait is question one um i think that really depends on your own circumstances uh, and if you have been 
Some people really like the summer to just like do nothing psychology at all. Um, Some people will have learned that they hadn't been successful during the 2022 season. They may have learned that in February, as early as February, March. Um, And so it can feel like quite a weight from from very early spring, late winter um, to the very start of autumn on the 1st of September. So they might well have made a head start or perhaps even written their application already. Um, And so they may be eager and raring to go, especially if they um, haven't got new experiences um, to pop on their form. So I know when I was working as an assistant, it could be fairly quick changing really you know in terms of the new opportunities and experiences that come up you know new groups that get offered to you to run or new research opportunities so for me I was also waiting on a job offer Um, so I was able to put on my form that I was going to be starting a new job because I had a job start date then as well Um, so by the time my form was reviewed um, I had actually started that job because I was due to start in the February Um, So by the time I started, by the time I did my interviews, um, I'd already been working in that post for three-ish months. Um, So yeah, it will be dependent on your unique factors. Um, You get to decide, you get to choose, there's no right or wrong answer, but it can be really useful to discuss that with your supervisor, your clinical supervisor, certainly if you are already being supervised by a qualified clinical psychologist to get a little bit of perspective a little bit of insight um also a really good idea to get someone qualified and also someone that's not anything to do with psychology to read your application form before you submit it um because we want to be really sure that we're not using jargon so all the time um when i've been screening um forms and when I've uh, looked at other people's forms and when I've even been reading um, and editing accounts for the upcoming aspiring psychologist book um, we can really heavily use jargon because we're so used to knowing what that means um, or just using acronyms which might mean a different thing for me in my particular niche or specialty than it might mean for you. So um, sometimes we can't see our own jargon and it's only when someone who is not working in the area that you're working in says, well, what does that mean? That you're like, oh yeah, okay, I could perhaps do with not putting that um, quite like that and explaining that a little bit more. So um, yeah, getting a little bit of advice about that is um So, yeah, just getting some fresh eyes, some fresh perspective on your form can be a really good idea. And plus, because we often can't see our own typos. So getting um, some insider insight and reflection and opinion can be really useful. Let's just have a quick break here and I will be along to speak with you about some more of my top tips on the other side. Hi, I'm Emily, an assistant psychologist from Surrey. I love being a part of the Aspiring Psychologist membership as Marianne and the group are really supportive and it has rekindled my love for psychology outside of work. I always look forward to Monday evenings when we have Zoom calls from different psychology specialists such as CBT or cat therapists as I always learn something new. I would recommend the Aspiring Psychologist membership to anyone who is feeling a little stuck on their psychology journey 
and can afford to invest in developing themselves outside of work. So that is the first of our audio testimonials for the Aspiring Psychologist membership. Um, It really is a lovely place. Um, Good things are happening. Um, And we do actually open for um, 15 more members on the 2nd of September as well. So if you feel like adding some more compassion and some more hand over hand guidance and getting up close and personal with um, qualified clinical psychologists from a variety of perspectives. Um, And also coming this September, we have got a free mindfulness course happening as well for the members. Um, We've also got lots of other well-being activities coming up. We've got a research clinic. Um, We have got regular CBT teaching. And we've got other disciplines as well to help really exacerbate Um, to help really bring on your formulation skills and your confidence in talking about considering and weighing up different options for treatment. Um, So yeah, it's exceptional value as well. It's just £30 a month um, for as long as you want to remain a member. Um, So any price changes in future, if you are on board, will remain um, the same for you. Your price won't increase. So um, yeah, um, if you'd like any more information, um, have a look at the details um, on my website, which are in my show notes, um, or feel free to slip into my DMs as well. But the place is open at 8am on Friday, the 2nd of September, but only if you're on the waiting list. That's the only way you can get in. So do sneak in and pop yourself on that waiting list and I'll see you there. Um, it's all good stuff, but I will always create free content for you. Um, that is, you know, I firmly believe there should be qualified free access um, for anybody wanting to further their career in psychology and it shouldn't be like some big mystery okay so so my pledge to you is that there will always be free content and it's probably a good time to just give you the dates for this year's um, compassionate Q&A um, to support the application process the first one is on the day that I think it will be opening which will be the 1st of September 2022. I will be streaming across my socials, but do come and join the Aspiring Psychologist community on Facebook. If you're on Facebook, I will also be streaming across my other socials, which are now pretty much all Dr. Marianne Trent, including YouTube. So yeah, wherever you like to hang out, um, the only place it won't be streaming is TikTok um, because I can't stream via TikTok. I don't think I've got enough followers yet, but you could come and follow me on there um, because there's other stuff that that goes on there too. Um, So yeah, if you're a TikToker, is that a thing? I think so. Um, Yeah, I'm on there as Dr. Marianne Trent. Anyway, so the first one, as I said, is the 1st of September, 2022 at 7.30 p.m. And then the second one is the 10th of October, um, also at 7.30 p.m. They will be um, on my socials um, on those dates. So the 1st of September and the 10th of October. Um, And there's also the replays that you can watch on my YouTube playlist as well. So Dr. Marianne Trent, and you can find the playlist there as well. If you can't make the lives, but you'd like me to answer a question for you, then feel free to get in contact with me um, via any of my socials. And I will 
take a little screenshot and keep it in a special folder to be able to answer for you um, on any one of those dates. Um, and if you'd rather me not use your name, um, do let me know. Um, that's okay too. Um, but obviously people have found them really useful in the past and it can just feel nice to be part of something. This will be our third year. I started doing these sessions for people across my socials um, in September 2020 and it's been lovely to be there for you, alongside you, with you and also to grow with you. Um, you know, first came the free Q&As, then came the um, a clinical psychologist collective book then came the um a sp this podcast this very podcast um then is coming um imminently i've got lots and lots of work to do the aspiring psychologist collective book and if you'd like any information about when that's published you can jump on to um the details in the show notes to register to be on the right mailing list for that so um, what can be useful when you are looking at um, getting a bit of you down on paper for your form? I think actually doing things on paper can be really useful, but also recording yourself speak can be really helpful because you get your own unique turns of phrase as well, which can be really helpful. So could you just like get over listening to the sound of your own voice? Trust me, the more you do it, the easier it gets. Um, and just start answering those questions aloud um, could that be really useful um, because the whole website's changing it might be that the whole process for applications is changing um, HEE Health Education England threw us a bit of a curveball last year on the 1st of September which was also the date of the publication of the ClinPsych Collective book when they announced there were going to be funding changes for anybody that had had um, HEE funding for the last couple of years before. And they did it as a blanket policy at that point um, and said, you can't do that. You can't apply. You're no longer eligible. Um, and there was lots of uh, lobbying and um, surveys. And that was then later reversed um, largely um, through the, the work of um, Erkan, um, who um, calls himself Jason. His name is Erkan. Um, and he did sterling work. So if you have indeed got a place on clinical training this year, um, as indeed um, Erkan has. Um, that is thanks to um, Erkan and to the people um, in his world that really helped, you know, lobby for that change. Um, so if you um, wouldn't have been eligible, but you were able to apply them because of the rule change, um, you know, raise a little toast um, to, uh, to him and the work that he did. He was not taking no for an answer. Um, and I was just, yeah, I think it's very, very inspiring, commendable stuff. Um, so uh, yeah, well done to him and well done to you if you've gone to training this year too. And you might well be listening to this approaching, starting your first few days and weeks as a trainee clinical psychologist. That's what your badge is going to say. Um, you know, that's what your ID card's going to say. And it's a really amazing thing to see it printed uh, for the first time, first few times, um, you know, <laughs> catch yourself looking at it and just thinking, God, that's me. It's my photo on there. It's really, really good. So, um, you know, I also think it can be really useful to imagine that. Imagine you with that name badge around your neck. 
your photo, probably not the ideal photo you'd like. Mine was always a bit dodgy and a bit grainy. Um, not, not a great hair day that day. Um, but imagine a slightly less than ideal photo. Um, or maybe you're knocking it out of the park and you're just like on point with your photos. Mine were never great. Um, just imagine your photo, your name, um, and the title, Trainee Clinical Psychologist. Can you dare to imagine that? What blocks come up for you? Does it make you cringe? Does it make you excited? Does it make you think, oh, it's never going to happen? You know, just explore and note down and work through any blocks that come up for you. Right. <laughs> I've kind of waffled on and not said a super amount, I feel, but I hope it's been useful for you. But I wanted to record an episode. Um, the kids have gone out um, for the afternoon. Um, I'm also going to be live on Berkshire Radio, BBC Radio Berkshire, um, this coming week as well. It's going to be Wednesday, the 31st of August. So if you have access to digital radio, um, even if you're not in Berkshire, please do tune into that. Um, and they're going to be just talking to me about me. They want to talk about the podcast, which is really cool. Um, so, yeah, really, very nice to be contacted by them and invited onto there. So if you are local to Berkshire or if you just want to listen to me waffling on a bit more, then um, do tune into that. I believe it's 12.30. And my opinion, you can listen to that on catch up. And if you're already on my mailing list, I will likely send a little um, a little replay of that as well so if you don't want to miss out do head to my website www.goodthinkingpsychology.co.uk if you scroll to the bottom you'll see the mailing list option and if whilst you're there you fancied downloading my free supervision guide you absolutely could um, by just going to forward slash supervision at the end and then you can have that land in your inbox and there's been some really nice feedback about that um, as a free resource too so yeah i hope to catch up with you on this um first q a replays will be available across all of my socials um so the first of september at 7 30 p.m be there or be square. And I'm just smiling to myself as I say that because I saw something on socials today that really made me laugh. Um, it was a, I think it was what, probably a viral tweet um, uh, by a guy called Rich Neville. So full, full accountability there. Um, and he'd posted uh, this picture of some cheese bags, um, stay fresh cheese bags. And with that, he'd um, put, I found something new to say when I leave a room. And it's just been making me laugh, just as, even as I say it to myself, stay fresh cheese bags. <laughs> oh, so yeah, could I make that my new sign off rather than thanks for being part of my world? Stay fresh cheese bags. Um, probably not. I might stick with my more compassionate approach. But yeah, if you want to adopt Stay Fresh Cheese Bags, please do. Um, so thanks to Rich Neville, whoever you are, for bringing that to my ears and my consciousness. Right. Be kind to yourself. Enjoy this bank holiday. If you are indeed listening on the Monday, if you're, e if you're listening um, on Catch Up Replay, it's all, it's all fresh. It's all good. Um, then hope you had a good bank holiday. Um, and I'm fully aware not everyone gets bank holidays off as well. Many of us have to work when we're in supporting roles. So if you've been doing that, then I hope you enjoy your day off, hopefully in lieu at a later stage. So yeah, I will see you very soon. Um, you get to see my face as well, which is good. Um, I will be 
um, available on the Q&A, um, the Compassionate Q&A, 1st of September. So until then, um, thanks for being part of my world. And I will look forward to catching up with you for our next episode, if not before. Um, take care. If you're looking to become a psychologist, then let this be your guide. With this podcast at your side, you'll be on your way to being qualified. It's the Aspiring Psychologist Podcast with Dr. Marianne Trent. Hello, my name is Veronica Kasova. I live in Edinburgh and I just graduated with a Master's in Psychology of Mental Health. Marion recommended me the Clinical Psychologist Collective when I was networking on LinkedIn and I must say I love it. Um, it is one of a kind. It's like a window into the lives of people on the path of becoming a psychologist. The stories are unique, honest and filled with a kind of intangible wisdom only personal storytelling can uncover. A common thread in the stories I valued most was to be compassionate not only with others, but with myself too. Also, not fixating on becoming a psychologist, but enjoying life, growth, and the final results will come as a byproduct. Marianne, thank you for taking the time to collate all the stories. The book is a true gem, and I think every aspiring psychologist should have a copy on their shelf. Thank you.